So, um, this is AOJ, the Corona Chronicles. Now, granted, it wasn't always going to be that, right? I also wasn't planning on being in my, my bedroom doing this. Um, I thought about who to invite into this conversation, but I'm thinking that for now, I'm just going to do this on myself and then perhaps invite someone next week to continue the conversation while we're all stuck indoors, hopefully practicing, um, you know, stay home and listen to three authorities and all that. But um, let me get right to it. So on social media, someone sent me, someone sent me these verses, right? On Second Chronicles, right? Second Chronicles 13 and Chronicles 13 and 14, right? And um, I've always been familiar and I'm pretty sure other Bible nerds as myself have been familiar with 14. But 13, like, kind of threw me off, and the Bible conspiracy nerd that lives somewhere in my brain did a, let me out, let me out, right? So, 2 Chronicles 7.13 says, if I shut up heaven that there be no more rain, Australia, right? This is how it was sent to me, Australia. Or if I command the locusts to devour the land, Africa, at, at this at this moment, um, <laughs> right? Or if I send a pestilence that is also known, um, or one of uh, a synonym for pestilence is is um, an epidemic, right? Um, among my people, right? That's one that, right? Fourteen is the one that we're all familiar with, right? But if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sin, and I will heal heal their land, right? And and of course the um, the the conspiracy, the biblical conspiracy theorists. Um, I, I shut them up real quick, right? I, I pulled down his foil hat and just pushed them back to the back of the room. Um, but the Bible nerd in me was really looking at Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Right? And, and and a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people use this verse. A lot of people use it um, as as a jump off to condemn, right? As a jump off to point the finger and judge, right? Um, and then others have have given the argument, oh, well, it's Old Testament, right? We shouldn't pay attention to that. And um, to those people. Um, study a word <laughs> study both right and if that's something that you're getting from your church find a new church but that's for an episode of the overflow podcast this is aoj um and i just want to get into into a breakdown of that verse right so i've heard it a lot and even when i hear when i when i saw it and i heard it now you know the focus is on you know, heal their land and forgive their sin, and um, and that's great. That's that's a great thing to have a focus on. But you know, for those of us that know that processes take steps, right? And methodology has steps, right? Step one is to acknowledge number one, 
that that verse is for us, right? It's it's not for the non-believer, right? It's not for the non-believer. If it were for the non-believer, then God would have told Solomon if creation, right? If my creation were, which I call by my name, but but it, it doesn't say that, right? It's God tells Solomon, if my people, right? Which are called by my name, right? So it's for his people and we are counted among his people. Right? So that's for us. So if we who are called by his name, right? Um, number one, would humble ourselves, right? Number two, would pray. Number three, seek God's face. Number four, and turn from our wicked ways, right? So there are four steps. And the first one is to humble ourselves. And and, and I think that in this time and age, um, the way even Christians think and feel and, and, and speak and act, it's, it's almost, there, there's more um, secularism than, than Holy Spirit, right? Because I don't want to say spirituality because anything can be spirituality. I want to be God specific, right? And, 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 there's, and there's, more, there's more of a focus on, on world culture or on secular culture than there is on, on, on kingdom statutes, Right, than there is on, on biblical statutes, right? And 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 and, and Christians now, the culture now, the, the the kingdom now has, you know, there's there's this there's a Spanish song, um, Spanish church song that says that the bride of the, the, the song it's it's in Spanish, but I'm gonna translate part of it. It says that the bride of Christ has fallen in love with the world, right? With with with, with secular culture, right? And uh, it's just this whole thing. I, I, I grew up legalistic, okay? Okay, a lot of our songs were like that, all right? So, but but it, it, it those words come to mind now because whereas when I grew up, I'm, I'm, I'm older than I look, act sometimes, I'm told, older than I dress. I don't understand that one. But um, when I grew up, right, there was a, there was a clear distinction there was a clear distinction on what honored God and what doesn't. And I feel that now in my old age, now that I'm a little, I'm a little older, right? Those lines have been blurred, right? Those lines have been blurred. And, and, and it's, and, and when I speak to some people, it's almost like they want the Bible to fall under like, um, cultural ideas or world culture commands or 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 or, or how, you know how was it to say that the bible needs to be to be updated it needs to be modernized to match the world now and that's a scary thought process that's a scary thought process because the minute we do that then we reject and we deny god's word as immutable truth right God's word cannot be changed and God, sorry, God cannot be changed so that he can be more 
palatable to us, right? So that he could be like Casper, the friendly ghost, right? You know, um, and and it's scary. It's scary when when not only we start doing that, but when we don't see that that's a problem, right? We don't see that th- that that there's a rise of the me over God. Right, sorry, the screen went dark there a little. I don't know why, but um, you know, it's it's more about us. You know, how can I mold and shape God and the Bible to appease me, right, and make how I live my life, right, and my point of view, you know, easy for me to live with, or easier for me to live with, right. You know, I don't agree with what the Bible says in this part because I don't think that way or I don't think that way anymore or I don't live my life like that or because it speaks very in tune against my sin and I don't want to let go of my sin because I am not hurting anybody, right? So it must not be a sin because it's not hurting me, it's not hurting anyone. And, and, and it's, it's, I hate to say this term, but it's a slippery slope because then the things get bigger. The reasoning gets bigger. <clears throat> and then we no longer seek God's face for things. We just move of our own will and our own desire and God stays in the back burner, right? <clears throat> it's not just Jesus take the wheel. It's let me pull over and pop the trunk <laughs> and get the body out the trunk revive him and then hey Jesus <laughs> I'm sorry that was a joke come take the wheel right but um there are four steps there are four steps um and and the minute we realize um that we have placed God under us right place his word under our thoughts and under our opinions right our feelings our emotions right then we need to realize that the me, the me has become greater than the he. And we need to humble ourselves. We need to humble ourselves. Pride is the original sin, right? It's the original sin. Pride is what caused Lucifer to rebel and get tossed out of heaven, right? Pride. Disobedience is it's, 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 it's part two, but pride is the original sin. And pride, you know, pride first, then the fall, right? Pride first, then the fall. The thing with pride, though, is that we don't realize that we are acting prideful until it's too late, right? Now, I'm not saying that that Rona is out there because God's people, all of us, we are all prideful and we all stop praying and we all stop seeking his face. <coughs> but I grew up knowing that the United States was a Christian nation. I'm 46 years old now, recognizing that the United States is now a post-Christian nation, post-Christian nation, right? I am 46 years old now and we're having conversations about things that the Bible clearly states 
and shows that are sins. And we are now trying to come to terms with, wait a minute, that was a different time, different ideas, different people, blah, 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 blah. These are different times. We are different people, different situations. So, yeah, maybe it doesn't have to be the same or we don't need to follow that according to that right maybe science is right and no I'm not saying that the Bible and science um, do not go hand in hand I'm a believer that they do right I'm a believer that they do I don't reject science at all I embrace it I have Christian friends that are <laughs> I actually said that oh, I got Christian friends but no seriously I have Christian friends that I'm gonna have them on this show that are both believers and rocket scientists, believers and physicists, right? Like, for real. And I can't wait to get them on Skype and have those conversations. But the thing is that the word of God is immutable. Right? That's been like the <coughs> the secret word, like in Pee-wee's Playhouse. See how old I am? Right? That's been like the the, the the magic word this whole week, right? The word of God is immutable. God is immutable. His word is immutable. God does not change. His word does not change, right? It's the same today, yesterday, and forever. So we can't say that now in 2020, you know, oh no, things have to be different now because it's 2020, right? And and and, and another thing is that <laughs> in all of my studies and my friendships, with people that that practice other religions, I have not seen more pushback against um, the holy text of a said religion more than ours. Right? It's 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 it boggles my mind. But again, that's also a show idea for the Overflow Podcast, not for the LJ. Um, right? So you know, we have to humble ourselves. We have to realize. That without God, you know, we're less than nothing, right? I mean, I I can only, me personally, Jay, can only credit the fact that I'm still living and breathing. Besides the many attempts on my life growing up in the projects in New York City and 11 years ago being homeless and living in the streets, I can honestly say that the reason why I am speaking, living, breathing, blessed beyond measure is because without God, <laughs> less than nothing, right? <clears throat> the other thing is pray. And, you know, you know, we, we have to humble ourselves. We have to pray. And, yo, I mean, let's be honest, right? Sometimes we're so busy. Even now in this moment of Rona shut-in, right? I'm sorry, the quarantine, right? Um, we still find it hard to pray. And I say we because I include myself in that, right? Between working from home, making sure that everyone's taken care of, right? Making sure that the kids are not just <laughs> fed and bathed and taken care of, but also making sure that they're taught, right? Because um, school is now... Is work from home and school from home, right? So, it's 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 bananas, 
It's bananas. I mean, I've been wanting to do this episode all day, and it's now 11 o'clock Wednesday night. And now is when I find the time and the peace and the quiet to do it. Right? And keep my promise to you all that this was coming out on Thursday. (laughs) Right? But even with that, sometimes I find it very hard to pray. Sometimes I got to break off in the middle of the afternoon and tell my wife, who's also working from home, hey, um, you have to excuse me for a bit. I, I, I got to go pray, right? And, you know, teaching the kids. The kids now know the Lord's Prayer, but now teaching them to, to just pray to God on their own and using their own words, right? Um, I say to myself, I'm going to wake up super early in the morning. And when I do wake up, I get pissed off and I just turn around and I just want to go to sleep some more, right? And there are days that I do wake up and, and I pray. But, um, you know, always, always seeking God, always seeking God. And, 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 and I'm going to leave this open question, right? Because I want to know, when was it that we stopped praying for direction, right? When was it that we stopped praying and asking God, hey, Lord, I have this idea. What do you think? Right. Um, tell me what your thoughts are on this should i pursue this or should i not what what happened what happened with with seeking god's (laughs) opinion or seeking seeking his direction for the things that we want to do right for for the things that are that we that we think might be a good idea but we don't ask god right we don't seek for guidance of the holy spirit and that's why the holy spirit is here to be a counselor Right? Why have we stopped seeking counsel? Whether it be from elders or whether it be from God Himself, right? Why have we stopped seeking counsel? I'm not gonna get into that one, but I'm just I'm just gonna throw that out there. You know, maybe you guys wanna leave me your opinion or your thoughts on that and um and then we could just you know converse on that a little bit, you know, expand on that a little bit, right? And seek his face. Right, I guess seek his face and prayer go hand in hand, right? A life of worship, <clears throat> constantly praying, constantly in the word, and, and I mean the actual Bible, whether it be on an app or a physical Bible, right? But you know, being that word and not just your favorite podcast, not just you know, <clears throat> your, your favorite quote from your favorite preacher that you hear on YouTube or your favorite meme of. Of your favorite preacher, right? You know, get into the actual word. Your favorite preacher gets into the word, right? You know, Banning Liebscher gets into the word. Carl Lentz gets into the word. You know, Mike Todd gets into the word. I think that's his name. I don't know. <laughs> right? But all these people, right? T.D. Jakes. I've been following T.D. Jakes since I was a teenager. T.D. Jakes gets in the word. You know what I mean? Your favorite preacher gets into their word that's why they're your favorite preacher but they don't have a special bible that you don't they don't have special access that you don't what they have is discipline right years and years of discipline of seeking of praying of fasting of asking right and that i believe it's something that we 
as children of the Most High God should all have. We should know his word, right? We should know. I had a, I had a Bible school teacher who, who used to say, you know, you need to know that you know that you know, right? So I'm telling you all that we should know that we know that we know the word of the God that we serve, right? So now what are we standing on? <laughs> what are we standing on, right? And uh, another important one is turn from our wicked ways, man, our wicked ways, you know, oh, well, what can be counted as wicked? And, and I'm going to tell you this one real easy because you know, oh, well, what can be kind of wicked? What's wicked to you doesn't mean it's wicked to me. And you're right. Well, wicked to you does not mean that it's wicked to me and vice versa. But <laughs> I'm not the one that's going to judge you at the end. Right? Because we're all going to face the throne. Right? We're just going to hear different things. Right? We're all promised an eternity. Right? Just different addresses, different zip codes, right? So, turn from our wicked ways. Turn from the ways or the things that we do that go against the word of God and God himself, right? Turn from the things and the ways that cause more of a rift, right, between us and Jesus, between us and God, between us and the Holy Spirit, right? Scripture tells us that we should walk with the Holy Spirit, right? Draw close so that he can draw close, right? And, um, man, and, 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 the, and the best part is, right? and, and that's the thing, you got to take the me out, the me out, um, the key, right, or the secret that's not so secret about Christianity is that um, Christianity is all about the other person, right? It's all about the other person, whether that other person be God or whether that other person be our neighbor, right, or our brother or our sister. But the word of the Lord and what he's left for us is about the other person. The greater love has a man than this and he gives his life for his friend. Right? You know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Right? You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, soul, and strength. Yo, we tend to overcomplicate it by giving in to Calvinism, to Lutherism, or Luther, yeah, Lutherism, or Baptists or whatever, whatever it is that you put between you, God, and your neighbor, right? Let's stop all that nonsense. Let's stop all that madness. Let's keep it simple, right? Let's keep it simple. What does God say? Right? What does the Bible say about these things, right? Before the great divide known as denominations, right? The word of God stayed alive because people would repeat the stories the first hand stories then the second hand stories but it was always the same it was handed down 
generationally, from generation to generation, until they could finally write them down. Right? And then, boom, the vision, right? Um, what does the Bible say? Right? What does the Bible say? Now, we're all looking at this Rona thing, this Corona thing, right? Differently. A lot of people see it as a condemnation from God and I don't see it as that right I don't see that God said Corona COVID-19 right Um, but I do believe this I do believe this I do believe that there is no virus and no sickness that is greater than our God, right? None, none at all, right? There is no epidemic, pandemic, your brother Emic, that is stronger than our God, right? But there's one thing that we, as a people, that um, if we look at scripture, look at the the example of scripture right every time that there was a great thing that punished or caused disease or things around the world right which is why we get back excuse me to verse 13 if I God shut up heaven that there be no rain if I command the locusts to devour the land but if I send pestilence among my people right all of those things were gone that were taken care of after one main thing happened and that's repentance right and that's repentance when God's people turn away from our wicked ways when we turn away from our pride right when we seek God's face and then this is the second part then God will hear from heaven he will forgive us our sins and he will heal our land right now again I'm not saying oh we are all evil and wicked but we are right we're all just a little bit self-serving right um I mean for the news I I can see (laughs) quite evident how self-serving we are as a people just as humans where we're told to shut in our houses for two weeks you know keep three feet apart don't be in contact with people or don't go outside whatever and we still want to go out and party my poor my poor hometown my poor city you know New York is now the epicenter of the coronavirus in this country and I see the video, I see the pictures. People are still outside, hanging out at parks, <laughs> chilling together, dying together. It's, it's, it, it, it's mind-blowing how selfish and self-centered we are as humans. Um, and so we can say that we are all that, right? Even, I'm sorry, but yeah, I'll say even Christians. You got this pastor out in Louisiana who is still holding services and has more than a thousand people 
come and congregate at his church. Now, I'm not saying that... <laughs> I'm not saying that worshiping God together is a bad thing. I'm saying that when your your local law declares something and you have older people or sickly people right, that are they can catch this disease a lot faster and it's more fatal to them then even as a man of God you are held accountable for those lives that you put in risk for your disobedience to local laws right the Bible is clear and all that in Louisiana that's not for God that's pride that's pride, and it's sad. It's sad, but <laughs> he will be held accountable by God, just like all of us. Our pastors get <laughs> have a little more to be held accountable to, but hey, that's what happens. That's also Bible, right? But if we were to repent from our pride, right? Repent from our wicked ways, Whatever that is, whatever it is, right? I, I'm not saying that we're all wicked, that you're all wicked, because I don't know everybody, you know? Maybe five people will watch this or listen to this, right? <laughs> Maybe no one will, just me, because <laughs> I want to get my Spotify number up. But I'm hoping that people will watch and listen, watch and listen, and, and, and hear what it is that I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that I have never in my lifetime has seen something as global and as fast as this virus. I, I work for the news and I see um, I get daily updates, daily emails all day. All day. I see the numbers rise. I see that Italy has now surpassed China with the deaths. Right? But we're the church whether we gather in a building or we gather in the streets. Hey, I had worship nights gathering in a in a coffee shop slash rolled ice cream spot, right? We are the church and it is for us, it is for us to stand in the gap when those that have no hope can't because they have no hope because our hope is in Christ. But if they don't have Christ and they don't have hope, right? They're the ones that are running to the supermarkets and hoarding on things. Hopefully, we're not doing that. But the psalmist says, search me, O God, so that you can tell me everything that's in me. Right? So let that be our prayer. Search me, O Lord. Does and he shows you repent and let us collectively pray that God will heal our land. Right, starting with starting with the lost, right, that we may be able to be the light and point them to the direction of where we have our hope, right? 
we can pray collectively so that God can hear from heaven, as the verse says. Forgive us our sin and heal our land because we are his people called by his name. It's us. Can't be anybody else. Right? Can't be anyone else. It's us. We are called by his names. We call ourselves Christians. Christ. We are Christians. We are called by his name. So it's up to us to humble ourselves. Right? To pray. To turn from our wicked ways. Right? Turn from your wicked ways. Um, so that he can hear from heaven. He can forgive our sin and so that he can heal our land. Only a movement of the Holy Spirit can heal this. Only repentance from our pride can keep us indoors. Keep us following the rule. Following what we're being told. Right? Because it's not just you neighbor, it's their mom, it's their brother, their sister, you know, people with autoimmune diseases, whether you know if they have it or not, right? Your pride that keeps you out in the street is putting them at risk. Let's give that pride over to Jesus. Let us repent. Let's turn away. Let's repent. So that God can hear our prayer. And he can heal this land. Step one is the most important. You gotta humble yourself. We have to humble ourselves. Humble ourselves. And not just in the staying indoors, but in the actually like finding time. You know, I don't have time to pray. Yeah, son. Go and pray. You had time to do everything else. You had time to play video games. You had time to check Instagram. <laughs> you had time for all these other things. Make time to pray. Humble yourself. Pray. Talk to your creator. Pray. Pray for the world. The world is screaming now. Pray for the world. I can hear our collective voices and our collective cry. And he can heal this land. Only he can do it. This is, this is Jay of AOJ, right? Because I'm not doing overflow right now. We're all connected. It's all connected. AOJ. Yeah. Episode one of the Corona Chronicles. <laughs> No, I know I'm gonna get a lot of heat for that one, but eh, it's never stopped me before. If you listened to this, thank you for listening. If you watched it, thank you for watching this ugly mug for as long as you did. And um, we'll be back with episode two of the Corona Chronicles next week. Uh, I'm 
sending out a feeler tomorrow to see who I'm going to have continue this conversation. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. And if you're offended by my Corona Chronicles um, image, <laughs> get over yourself. <laughs> know this, though. Know this. Know this. We had the Overflow Podcast. We had Legacy. Everything we do, we do for love. So, know that you love.